Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They are inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Blaze Lazzaroni. Blaze has merged her 20 years of business experience with her 10 plus years of transformational psycho-spiritual coaching and mentoring. She works with conscious women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and healers who feel confused, frustrated, and lost about how to run a profitable and successful business. She helps them create a strategic and custom fit business so they can make all the money they want and live a soul-based life that lights them up. So welcome to the podcast, Blaze. It's so great to be here. And as you read that, I was thinking about the light and mm-hmm. the alchemy and how the two of us ter- together are really creating magic. So thank you for having me. <laughs> that's great. Well, I, I I think that's magical just recognizing that. So thank you. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad you could join me. So in this business in particular, uh, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to have this business? I know you have a, a varied background. So I'm curious about how things came to be and why this business draws you. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about my past. For 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I was a senior executive for a Fortune 500 company where I was managing 42 stores in Northern California, Nevada, and Minnesota. And that was about $2.5 billion worth of sales. And out of the clear blue sky, which, uh, to be honest, it felt like the clear blue sky, And yet I had gotten the whispers that I wasn't really listening to. And so it became a two by four and eventually became a brick wall. And I was diagnosed (laughs) with cancer. Mm. So that's what started me here because the cancer journey, I can say now wholeheartedly was a gift. Um, And it's taken me some time to say that. Um, And yet the gift was, is that I slowed down from my workaholic, fast paced life where I was always on the road on a plane in my car or traveling to my office, which was a commute of um, 50 minutes away, Mm. and really started deep diving into my spiritual practices and decided that this business was born out of trying to merge, you know, for myself first and then for others, uh, um, business and spirituality, business and transformation, business and personal growth work, um, all of those things together. So that's how I got started. Mm. Well, it sounds like you've taken your own personal experience and created a business very organically out of that experience. Absolutely. Mm. Is that what you think makes your business unique or special, that it includes both aspects and holds them both equally? I do, because I don't, you know, honestly, I don't find a lot of people who do this type of work. And the paradigm that I lived in for years was 
work hard, fast, um, make a lot of money, keep going. I had the all the trappings of life, the house, the car, the big title, a really fabulous office overlooking Market Street in San Francisco. <laughs> As I like to say, I thought I was hot shit. And really, I knew nothing. I was 38 years old when I was diagnosed with cancer. And to make it unique for me is that, you know, I believe that we're all unique. We're all unique snowflakes. I really do believe that. And so a lot of the work that I do is in the beginning work and how I work with my clients is understanding who they are, what makes them unique, and bringing all those skills and talents into their business that they're creating. Because a lot of times, especially as women, we leave parts of ourselves behind. And we feel like a fraud or we feel like Sybil, totally multiple personality and unintegrated. And part of the process is bringing that all in so we can be happy with who we are because I believe our businesses are a direct reflection of who we are, at least in the beginning, because I work a lot with solopreneurs. I do have some more corporate clients that I work with as well, which is a different way of being, of course, because then the business takes on a life bigger than just us as individuals. And as solopreneurs, though, this is an expression of us. So let's make it a full expression. Mm. Yeah, I so agree with you. Um, as a small business goes, it's certainly a direct expression of us. And But even so, in the larger realm, as part of a bigger company, there's still ways that you can bring yourself fully into that. And that is so crucial to um, fulfillment and, and a sense of satisfaction in work. So uh, I love what you're saying. Is uh, did. Did uh, as you've have you've done this as you've done this work, and you've gotten more and more clear about who you're working with and and how that's evolved. Do you have clarity about how you have impact with your clients, the people that you work with directly? I'll say both yes and no, and here's why: as entrepreneurs, we are constantly growing constantly shifting, constantly getting more clarity about who we are, the work we do, how we serve the world, because the world around us is um, growing and changing so fast. It was funny. We were, my husband and I were laughing this morning. We were talking about a family circus cartoon that someone had shared on his Facebook page. And the cartoon said, Daddy, you were born, and when you were born, that you were actually smarter than your phone, and when you think about it oh my gosh yeah life is changing so fast yeah we used to be smarter than those phones Um, my grandparents had a party line at their house I grew up in the country and so they shared their phone with multiple neighbors so it was just this thing hanging on the wall to pick up and if if it rang you picked it up and um, if you weren't home when it rang, there was no one to answer. You never knew anyone called. And so think of where we're at. So why I say, you know, there's a yes and no answer to that, because we're always evolving and shifting and changing. And yet, of course, this is making an impact. We're all making an impact on the world every day, whether we know it or not. We really are. So let's make it a positive impact that's a true reflection of us. <laughs> I love what you're saying. This is so aligned with uh, with my thinking as well. So is is this desire to have impact, is that something that's an important aspect of you in the business that you have? Hmm, absolutely. And I just want to slow down a minute there and really 
sink into that, just how important it is. So the truth is for me that I work with a lot of women today, a lot of women who are spiritual seekers, a lot of women who are nurturers, a lot of women who have this incredible message to share with the world, and they know it, and they know they're not doing it to the level that they want to. And it's not necessarily it's about, mon- about money, it is about the impact. And the impact is first for themselves, and then for others, their family, their community, the world at large. And I have these unique set of skills that I learned in the corporate world that made me a lot of money. Um, I had a lot of visibility. I had a lot of influence. Um, And my role, my role that I really believe part of the reason I'm called to do this work is to help other women bring their businesses into reality when they feel a little shaky and they really don't know how to do this and they really don't know if they're deserving and they really don't know the systems and the policies and the procedures and the way to have a positive mindset and have financial freedom in a way that they can really, really, really do this. So it's so important for me to help women do this in the world. So important. Hmm. It's a payback for me to my two grandmothers who were trailblazers and helped me along in the world. It's a payback to all the mentors in my life, primarily men and a few women. Because to be honest, to have the corporate career that I had, I had a lot of mentors that helped me. And I worked primarily with men. And I really understand what it's like to be a woman in a male world. I was really, really successful at that. And I know part of my growth as an individual right now is learning how to help women Hmm. do this. So, yeah, yeah, it's a big impact. You mentioned that um, the impact that the the women that you work with that it's first for themselves and then for others um, do you find that they struggle with that because women typically and not to, i mean i'm making a very sweeping statement here but women tend to focus more on others than themselves so is that a switch for some of your clients of of really focusing on what's important to them first and then moving out from there Absolutely. I think every single one of my clients, because what they're, what the space that they're coming from, uh, the clients that I tend to attract to are conscious women entrepreneurs, you know, women who really do want to make a difference in this world, coaches, consultants, and healers. These people are called to do big work. They have a mission. We can actually talk about God, source, spirit, one, goddess, whatever they refer to that as. They know they have this big vision. And yet, bringing it out is a challenge for them. And a lot of it is them stepping into uh, their confidence, mm-hmm. their their real confidence, in terms of, you know, I, be- I believe that we don't, we have these visions, because we're ready to step into them, not because, you know, suddenly, um, mm, it just came to us on a whim one day. Mm-hmm. 
And primarily the uh, women I work with, too, are women who've been in business two plus years. And I've really determined for me, that's where my sweet spot is. I love the energy of newpreneurs, really, you know, newbies who are just starting out. And what I really found for me is that's not where I'm most effective. Where I'm really effective is helping these women with systems, policies, procedures, real strategy, leaning up against a strong financial base and helping them with positive mindset when things get a little mucky, um, which they do for all of us uh, (laughs) because that's life. Um, That's where I'm the best and and true an expression of who I am. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and this confidence issue is, I mean, almost every entrepreneur I've talked to, in fact, every entrepreneur I've talked mm-hmm. to struggles with that as a, as part of their journey as entrepreneurs. So it's such an important aspect that you bring up. And uh, it's great that you're doing work so consciously in that realm. And uh, especially with women, it's uh, a really big area of that's still kind of I think evolving for us in a way of being able to strike out on our own and and uh, really bring something to life from our own vision. It is, and I just wanted to say to that it it would have been really easy for me to work with men because that's how I have worked for many many years. Um, how my career was is. In retail, in which the industry that I was in, there was a lot of women at the junior executive ranks. And as you climb the ranks, like I did, there's much fewer women. Mm -hmm. And the women that are in the positions of power are very, I'll use the word emasculated women, very uh, driven, have a lot of uh, understand power, understand confidence, understand how to negotiate, understand how to get their point across, are very well-spoken. Um, are poised. And we have to, uh, and I'll say we, and because I'm including you in that picture too, because that's how I see you, Ursula. And even myself, in, in order to be successful, we have to talk like one of the guys. At least that was the paradigm for me as I started my career in the middle 80s. And things are different now. Things mm-hmm. are very, very different now. Yeah. yeah. And that's such an incredible thing to notice and to be a part of as a woman and how the world is changing and really helping women, though, step into that. The women that um, I don't have children, um, so I don't know what that paradigm is like. Uh, Women who have decided to have children or put other things, maybe their family, their parents, uh, whatever, in a first position and they were in second position. A lot of the women that I work with are, are women in their, um, you know, I work with like 40 to 60 year old women primarily, mm-hmm. and they're putting themselves in the first position now. It's a big challenge and it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> I would have to agree with you on that. <laughs> did, did uh, in the course of your career, I mean, you've moved from that corporate setting, which is a background I share with you. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And have you, did you start off feeling like impact was something that was important to you in the same way that it is now? Or has that changed and evolved over time? It's definitely changed and evolved. You know, here's the, um, here's what I really want to say. 
When I left my corporate career, I, it was a really tough time in my life. It was 2003. I was diagnosed with cancer. At that point, I was also trying to get pregnant because I had put it off for so very long. I was 38 years old. Um, the doctors had just said to me, well, it's not happening. You're going to have to put your pregnancy on hold because we need to give you uh, cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. And so you're done. You cannot have children. Mm. It's you're going to be over 40 and it's we're not going to recommend it for you. So it was a point of no children. I had cancer. And the big thing, which was huge for me, I was so attached to my job title. Mm -hmm. I thought that was my identity. I didn't know who else I was without having that job title and that big job that I was talking about. Like I said, I really thought I was hot shit. So I didn't know who I was. And this has been a real personal journey for me. So the impact was mine first. It took me six years to really get healthy, to do the work I needed to do, to deep dive into spiritual practices, to deep dive into the truth of who I am and how I want to serve the world in a way that I hadn't even thought of before, it really took some time. So the impact for me uh, was first for myself. And then it was about 2011-ish where I was like, wow, this is one of those, I cannot be the best kept secret anymore. <laughs> I need to share this with the world. This is, this is, you know, and many of us come to that dawning. I didn't want to go to my grave not knowing who I was and not sharing my gifts and talents with the world. Mm -hmm. That's really profound. And I, uh, I mean, I'm grateful that you've been able to come to this place of not only health, but also contribution that you're making and all the good work that you're doing in the world. It's, uh, it's great that you're, you've been able to step into that because some people feel called by it but have found it difficult to then take action on it and you've really done that yeah we all have our own journey in this world and uh, our paths connect and cross at different times for different reasons and I remember one person who was just an angel in my life uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer and she didn't call me right away she probably called me at about the six-week mark. And what happens when you're, for many people probably listening to this that have gone through something traumatic or tragic, like many of us had in our lives, we get this influx of prayer and comment and help and support in the beginning, and then it tapers off. Mm -hmm. And we hear from no one. And we're really feeling pretty lost and scared. And this person knew exactly what timing it was. And she reached out to me at that six-week mark when I was really there in that moment of, holy crap, <laughs> what's going on? Mm -hmm. And said to me, I had cancer too. Mm -hmm. And I chose to stay quiet about it. And I kept working. And that was my journey. And so we all take our own path. And I honor whatever path that is. That's the work I do with my clients. So there's no right or wrong, no good or bad. This is just mine. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things that that I've been uh, talking with people about, and my my belief is that your impact arises out of what you hold most dear, what you value, what's most important to mm. you. And could you talk a little bit about how your business is a reflection of you and your values, and in what way you brought those into your business? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what comes to mind first. <laughs> I'm giggling because. I remember there was a role in my corporate life. I was uh, I was a manager on the floor for many years. I was an associate buyer. You know, of course, you have a big career as it builds up to the, you know, to the height of the pinnacle of your career. And and I remember there were points in my career that I really felt like I was in the land of misfit toys, <laughs> as I like to explain it. And it was because what was happening was my values uh, were bumping up against other per- people and not only people, but and also the values of the organization that I might have been in. And I remember at one point, uh, one of my bosses was actually, in my opinion, asking me to lie. Mm-hmm. And integrity is one of the values that I hold the most dear and it was a real conflict for me. Now, was it a big lie? In the scheme of life, no. And yet, it was a lie for me. And I could just feel the churning and how much in alignment it was not for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, integrity is huge. The other thing that's, you know, I'm a Martha Beck certified coach in addition to being a a certified coach with the Institute for Transpersonal Psychology. And even though I don't call myself a coach, I call myself a transformational business strategist. And one of the things, though, I go back to Martha's teachings and one of the things she shares with her coaches and why I was so attracted to her and her work is she uses the um, three letters of the Tao, which is actually the letters T, A, and O, T is for transparency, A is for authenticity, and the O is for openness. And part of the reason that I was so attracted to Martha and her work is transparency, authenticity, and openness are also values that are important to me. And then the the last value, not really the last one, but one of the top ones also is community. I love being in a community Um, and helping grow communities of people that are pushing boundaries that, you know, this consciousness is a real movement in the world today. I want to be in that place. I want to shift those paradigms that we've lived in for years, that it has to look a certain way. So community is really important to me. Mm. I love what you said about being part of building a community where there's boundaries are being pushed and that we're moving into this realm of um, more conscious ways of being. And I, uh, I mean, you and I are part of that. And uh, the people listening to this podcast are part of that as well. It's really, it's an amazing thing how it's evolving and, and even moving into the corporate realm, there's this whole movement of conscious capitalism that has been so based on values of, of everyone being valuable and uh, it's uh, it's really exciting to see that hitting the mainstream and people talking about it in mainstream media and and all of those things so it's great that you um, see that as part of a community and uh, community effort and and being part of a community 
It is. And it's not, I just want to make sure that I, that I share this, whether on the individual level, on the community level, that doesn't mean it's sweetness and light every moment Mm -hmm. and that we're all singing kumbaya around the campfire. (laughs) No, what this means is we're honest. We say, we speak our truth and people may not like it. And yet the truth, the underpinning of all of this is that we're being authentic, transparent, open with integrity for ourselves and others so that, you know, we're pushing each other's buttons and yet we're moving forward as a collective and bottom line. This is really the big bottom line. And we love each other anyhow. <laughs> The love is still there. And that's not easy. I mean, we all know it's not easy. There, you know, as you're listening to this, you may think of people that come to mind or organizations or, or even communities that come to mind that pushed your buttons and you're like, I don't know if I got the love going on right now. I really don't know if I've got the love going on. I ask you, I invite you, encourage you to look a little deeper because that love, that love, that original attraction that was there look at that more and there's probably more there for you to learn and and really luxuriate in yeah yeah that's great what you've said and and it really brings us to the heart of it all i i wrote a a manifesto of impact a while ago and the first statement is impact is grounded in love because i i agree with that i agree that Whatever it is that we do and choose to put out in the world, you can do it any number of ways. But when it's grounded in love, that's where the positive comes in, the positive influence and and be really being able to make a, a good contribution. Mm. So is is that something that you talk about in your marketing? Are you are you open and transparent? I'm guessing the answer is yes <laughs> about um the what you want your impact to be and what your values are in your work when you're talking to clients absolutely you know i i also share with my clients that um as we as we're talking before we're actually clients that i bring what i call woo not woo woo not double woo i'm not necessarily woo woo although some people might say i am it's so funny um but the the woo and the woo is bringing all of that in, that we talk about love, that we talk about um, God, source, spirit, one, that we talk about our challenges in life. We talk about the people that push our buttons and not in a talk about kind of way in a, we put them up on, up on the pedestal and we look at them and we thank them for pushing our buttons and ask them even imaginarily as we discuss this as client and business strategist me about what about what we're really getting from them, what we're learning in this process, because a lot of it is really getting more clarity about who we are and how we want to serve and those particular things in terms of how we can communicate that better to clients. Mm, yeah, that's, that's great. Are there ways in which you've come up against obstacles? And I know you've talked about a few of them already, but in terms of making the impact that you want to have in your current business, are there things you've bumped up against that you could share with us and and share with us how you've worked through that or gone through that? Yeah, I'll share two in particular that come to mind right away. The first is every single entrepreneur that I know of always wants their business to be bigger. And I don't necessarily mean bigger as in better. I just mean 
grander, more, they, they see it more fleshed out. They have this vision. They can close their eyes and they can really tell you what it is. And there's this feeling of disappointment that it's not there yet. And one of the quotes I love is that it goes, are you, are, are you okay? And the, when, if you can say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay. Well, the truth is, is in the end, it'll all be okay. <laughs> in the end. So if it's not okay, the great news is you're on the right path. <laughs> you're doing something. You're moving along. Entrepreneurs are full of ideas. They have an idea a minute. And they always have this big, big vision. So go for it. So that is one of the obstacles. Uh, and the other obstacle, you know, this is, you know, I want to talk about the fact that we do the work that we most need to learn ourselves in the world. You know, many of us who live in, I'll say, the teacher paradigm, because I believe I really check that box as the teacher paradigm, the archetype. We do this work in the world because we want to learn for ourselves first. I know my business is absolutely positively solid, my business acumen. And the work I do, though, uh, obstacle-wise, is around positive mindset. Hmm. And that's a lot of the work I teach. And I'm working through that. Because back in 2003, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was also diagnosed with depression and anxiety and PTSD. Hmm. And, you know, part of my work in the world to stay healthy is to do this work. And I'm practicing with my clients. I'm learning a lot. I've created programs that really help me bring in more light. So there's real obstacles. And I know every single woman that I work with, they have this feeling that they think they're a fraud because they're doing what they're doing because they need to learn it. <laughs> and they're like, why can't I do this on my own? I'm like, honey, that's why we're all doing this. We're all learning it as we go along. It's a process of being two steps ahead of our clients. And we're doing it. That's why we can relate to them. That's why they can relate to us. No one has all the answers. Oh, my God, if you were, um, if we had all the answers, the story would be really, really boring. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an obstacle. And what a sweet obstacle it is. Yeah. Well, it's a wonderful mutual journey. That's for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Is there any uh, insight or advice that you've gained in your journey that uh, you would share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I positively contribute or, or have a positive effect in my own world that I work in, in my business? What would you, what would you offer them? I would offer them first and foremost, find out who you are, really spend the time looking at who you are. And set up a business, and this is how I do it with my clients, set up a business that's custom fit to who you are. You like to work one week and take the next week off? Do it. You like to be super, super busy because you've got some other nagging things that you kind of feel like you go down the rabbit hole of sadness. If you're not always busy, do it. If you really need to learn, stay on the cutting edge. If you're someone who really needs to be in the spotlight, go do it. So it's really learning about, first and foremost, how you tick. And I'll, I'll give you a little example. In my uh, coach training for the Institute for Transpersonal Psychology, my two teachers, the first day of class, this was probably hmm, 
the best I've, advice I've ever received in my career, and, and, and it might seem really small, and yet I believe it's absolutely huge. On the first day of class, the teacher asked, one of the teachers asked, for all of you book people, all the people that like to learn, all of you, could you please raise your hands? Okay, everyone whose hand is raised, she said, you won't be reading any books for the next year. You're going to practice your butt off. You are going to learn how to coach anything that has a pulse. You're going to be coaching so much you won't even know what hit you. And everyone in the room was like, oh. And then there was silence. And she said, okay, all those people who don't have your hands up the ones who like to practice all the time and just be out there and doing it and fly by the seat of your pants and act like your hair is on fire and you can do a million things at once, guess what? You're not practicing unless you're here in class. You are going to sit down and you are going to read books. (laughs) And I'm telling you, my entire world was rocked. (laughs) And it was the best thing that ever truly happened to me because I was the book learning girl. And I did coach my butt off with everything, everyone that had a pulse. And this was back in 2004. And I was coaching like a mad woman and absolutely <laughs> loved every single minute of it. And what happened was in 2010, my teacher and I had, you know, continued to keep in touch even after this year long intensive program. And I had taken a few classes with her and and done a few other things. And in 2010, she reached out to me and she goes, well, here's the thing. You don't officially have your certification because you haven't read all the books and finished all your final papers. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of laughed. I'm like, okay, well, I can do that. So I read all these books, checked myself into a hotel over the weekend, wrote my final paper and all my book reports, which I was required to do. It was like a 10 or 20 page paper, six book reports. I did it in the course of a weekend because that stuff was easy for me. That mm-hmm. was a layup. Right. And I got all that done. And of course, it was non-fanfare. She said, okay, well, you're done. You're officially graduated. <laughs> and I say that because when we know who we really, really are, and those are just two examples, when we follow that rhythm, know who we are, and then sometimes mix it up, interrupt it, do it differently, and what skills we learn. And it really put my butt in motion. Yeah. Well, and you really put yourself in a position of where you could learn that. I mean, that's so much part of it is to be challenging yourself and to walk through the, oh, my gosh, this is not what I thought it would (laughs) be like. Yeah. 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 Well, that is great. Thank you so much, Blaze, for sharing your perspectives. I, I, I know that you offer such an integrated approach with your really deep business experience combined with this very um, spiritual really level of looking at the individual and, and what's, what's the best approach for them. Um, I think you're really bringing an amazingly valuable thing to people. So thank you for sharing that and you're sharing your own journey with us in this call today. I really appreciate your being here. Thank you for having me. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? 
They can find me on my website. It's www.blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, a brilliant path.com. I'm also on social media, just about every platform out there. <laughs> Facebook is my personal favorite, but you'll also find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, under Blaze Lazzaroni as well. B-L-A-Z-E and Lazzaroni. Usually if you type in Blaze, you'll find me. Great. Well, thank you. And thanks again so much for being here. Thank you. It was incredible. <laughs> Join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, Join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.